Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. Praise and worship. Thank you for all of you who are listening to us, usually a hundred or more, either on Facebook or YouTube or SoundCloud or website. Thank you so very much. And I will say again, please continue to pray for the people of Russia and Ukraine. We have listeners uh, from both of those countries. And I pray daily, almost hourly, for God's people there. And um, they are truly in a time and a place of suffering. So today, the Lord's message for us is the purpose and rewards of godly suffering. Now, I didn't put this on the internet, what I was going to teach on today, or we'd had half the crowd. This is not a popular subject, but as you know, um, people in our culture don't want to uh, hear the word suffering about anything. We're so addicted to comfort, we just... Uh, don't want to have anything to do with the word suffering. And of course, there are um, a lot of things that are out of balance and in the ditch. Theologically, there are those who think that every bit of discomfort and every sickness and disease is part of God's ordained suffering. That is not true. And uh, we need to recognize, however, that there is suffering that is godly that invites the presence of the Lord, it glorifies God, it strengthens us in the long run, and it is an opportunity for us to be the light that God has chosen us to be in this world. So thank you for being here. And uh, Gene, is good to see you back. We honored you last week, you and Jeremiah, new grandchild, calling her CJ, uh, in honor of you. Uh, Dr. Scott, LeCroy, and Debbie had a new grandchild, Rosemary. She doing well? Praise the Lord for you all and your service to, to the Lord and the church. Father, we ask you for the anointing of your spirit on your servant and your word. We ask that it be clear to us today that you'd receive glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. We taught on James 1 last week, count it all joy when you encounter, not if, but when you encounter various tests, trials, and temptations, knowing that the testing of your faith develops, works out, endurance, patience. But let patience, endurance have its perfect result that you may be mature, fully developed, and entire, lacking nothing. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without finding fault, and it will be given. But let him ask in faith, without any doubt, for he who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Let not that person expect that he shall receive anything from the Lord. 
Having taught on that James 1 passage, and I'm sure we all had opportunities this week, I want you to look here at 1 Peter as a follow-up, and I want you to, to look with me in chapter 4, and let's look at verse, begin with verse 12. Beloved, and this was written to people in the context of incredible suffering, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing had happened to you. Understand this, James tells us that God never tempts us to sin. God never tempts us to sin. He does allow trials to develop us this side of heaven to be able to carry more of His glory, more of His character. So, Pastor, is God afflicting me with trials? No. Listen to this very carefully. Don't get mixed up about this. Don't get in a ditch. God uses what He doesn't initiate. God is sovereign and almighty, and He is able to perfectly bring about His perfect will inevitably, even using the enemy's assignments against Him. One of the greatest things that I believe that we can pray is that the Lord will send confusion into the enemy camp. There's, that, there's all kinds of examples about that in Holy Scripture where there was incredible forces lined up, innumerable forces against the people of God, and the Lord caused the enemy to get confused and turn against himself. I'm praying about that in today's world. Understand that God can use what He doesn't initiate if we will submit to the Lord and allow Him to reveal and work in us that which pleases Him. Don't think it's strange concerning the fiery trial, which is, and remember, trial is that pyrosmos, it is that application of pressure. And it has many, many faces. It may be physical, financial, emotional, relational, many, many faces. But rejoice to the extent that you are able to partake of Christ's sufferings. Hmm. Rejoice to the extent that you're willing to participate in the same thing that causes the Lord pain. Let me say that again. The Scripture teaches us that as children of our Heavenly Father, that we ought to consider it an honor to participate in the same thing that causes Christ's pain, that we would be willing to bear pain for what causes Him pain. This is not a popular teaching in today's church. It's all about comfort and entertainment. But the Word of God is what I'm assigned to tell you and teach you. 
And God says that there is an opportunity here for us when we are suffering to join in the pain of Jesus. Some of you are suffering because of the actions and attitudes and positions of your children. It is painful and you can't shake it. This side of heaven, you have an opportunity to say, Jesus, help me to see how you feel about my child. Help me to see how your heart is grieved with their heart. And I am willing, instead of just saying, I'm going to be done with it, I'm going to shut you out, I don't want to have anything to do with you, I am going to stay before the throne of grace, and I am willing to hurt with what hurts you. See, if I'd advertised this today, you might not have come. But I want to tell you something. It is a holy opportunity and honor to suffer with what causes Christ pain. I know some will probably be cutting this message off, but I want to tell you it is the Word of God, and it is the opportunity that we have to go to, into deeper level of intimacy with the Lord and with those God has put into our lives. Verse 14, if you are reproached, if you are insulted, if you are rejected, for the name of Christ. How many of you have ever been trying to minister to those you love and are in pain about and they don't want to hear anything that has to do with the Lord? You ought to wear my shoes a while and see how people just don't even want to be around you or anything else because of the title you got in your name there, Jeff. We ought to rejoice and be exceeding glad that we have an opportunity to partake in what causes the Lord pain. So that you rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings. Are you rejoicing today about the pain that's in your heart that, that is pain that is on behalf of somebody else you love? That's something that the Word says we ought to rejoice about. Rejoice. Are, are you rejoicing today about how tight things are and how much pressure there is knowing that your Father is your provider and He's well able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all that you ask or think. But today and right now, you just don't see the way. Are you able to rejoice that God is able anyway? He is able anyway. Rejoice if you are reproached or insulted because of the name of Christ. If you go through rejection, notice what verse 14 says, blessed are you. You know what that word means? To bless means to be supernaturally granted favor. 
Do you know that when you're willing to go through pain for Christ's sake and hang in there by His grace for Christ's sake, if you're willing to be insulted, rejected for Christ's sake, God says, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to supernaturally favor you for operating in that kind of in that kind of state continuing to seek me and search me and love me hallelujah and that is a great graphic right there deborah on their part those who are assaulting you with their words on their part he <clears throat> he is blasphemed in fact <clears throat> They, they accuse you of being out of bounds with the Lord. They insist on believing that, it's, that their way is what's blessed of the Lord and, and you're on the wrong side of that. Now that's a tough one to bear, isn't it? When those you love the most accuse you of being on the wrong side of the Lord and the truth. But God says... He knows the truth and he's going to bless you. Notice what he says, if you're reproached, blessed are you. But on your part, he is glorified. When we suffer for the sake of what causes Christ's pain, he is glorified and we are blessed. Everybody say it with me. He is glorified and I am blessed when I'm willing to suffer for Christ's sake, when I'm willing to hurt for what hurts the Lord. My, my. But let none of you suffer as a murderer. You say, well, pastor, that, I, I don't, whew, I, I'm not in enough conflict that I'm going to kill somebody. But you know how Jesus defined murder? He said, you've heard it said, thou shalt not kill, but I say unto you that he, whoever hates his brother is guilty of murder. Do you understand that today the enemy has led the body of Christ into dangerous, dangerous, dangerous territory? In the name of standing up for what's right, many believers have actually taken on hatred toward those that are outside of their camp. Let's go to a little test here today. When you hear the name of the President of the United States, do you feel anger and hatred? That's sin. God says to pray for all of those who are in authority over you. When you hear the name of a particular political party, does hatred rise up? When you see a, a race or an ethnic group, does hatred rise up on the inside of you? We got a problem when that happens. We ought to put ourselves to the test. 
Am I allowing the hatred that is in this world, and it is pervading everything, all the media, all, the hatred is, God, please don't allow your church to fall for the spirit of hatred. It'll grieve the spirit of God. It'll cut off any mighty miracle you want to see from God. We have no right to hate anybody. We have no right to hold anybody, anybody, as any less valuable than we are in the sight of our God. Anybody. The Word of God says that don't let hatred become a, a, a something that, that causes us to suffer. Don't let, don't let this be a thief. Don't let us try to steal from somebody else instead of depending on our God. An evildoer. Uh-oh. We, we, we can understand all that, but then look at here. Don't let any of you suffer as a busybody. Uh-oh. In other people's matters. Man. Do you know what a busybody is? The word's translated meddler. So if I try to control and manipulate somebody that is, I have no right to do that whatsoever. If I try to tell somebody exactly what they ought to do and how they ought to do everything, if I start meddling in somebody, in other words, if I get out of my lane, I'm going to have a wreck. The word says here, don't suffer as somebody who's getting in somebody else's lane, trying to tell them what to do and how it ought to be. That all comes out of control and manipulation and pride. And that brings suffering. So the word says that that's not the kind of suffering that we need to go into. If anyone, verse 16 says, if anyone suffers as a Christian, as a member of Christ, as a follower of Christ, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. Remember, it brings God glory and it brings you blessing if you suffer as a follower of Christ. For the time has come, listen, here's one reason why we're having this conversation today. For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. Everybody say, that's me. Now, that was weak. Everybody say, that's me. Judgment to come at the house of God. We got to take a close inner look at what we're allowing in our mind, in our hearts. And we've, we've, we have got to come to that point. To where we take a close look at that. Listen, we should not agree with or adopt the thoughts and the attitudes and the actions of the world. We should never quit standing for what is truth. But we need to understand that we're not only never to quit standing, we're to never quit loving. If I am withholding love from anybody, I have violated the heart of God. 
I have no right to withhold the love of God. I have no right not to stand for that which is truth. But the Word says that the Spirit strikes a balance, and that is to we're to speak the truth in love. Speak the truth in love. These verses can be summed up this way. When you suffer for Jesus' sake, take the high road. <laughs> right, Pastor? Take the high road. Pastor and I have talked many times about some things that we, we've had to go through in life and, and, and rejection and suffering and so forth. And um, if you have a spiritual leader that's never experienced spiritual uh, uh, rejection and suffering, I, I'd like to introduce myself to them. I've, I've never known anybody quite like that. What we've learned is this, and the Lord told me many, many years ago, when, uh, boy, I felt a rejection big time. In my living room, the Lord said to me clearly by His Spirit, you take the high road because what you do today will affect the rest of your ministry. If you get involved in this strife, it will ruin your ministry. That was a sobering word. So regardless of what my flesh was crying out for, you know, sometimes when you suffer, you want to call for a parade and uh, lead the children out of the wilderness. Sometimes God wants you to, to take the high road by humbling yourself and keeping your mouth shut and move on to where you ought to be. Oh, yeah. Do I need to repeat that? Sometimes the Lord wants us to humble ourselves, commit the results to Him, recognizing that only He is the final judge. Keep our mouth shut and walk humbly with our God and move on. Amen. Take the high road. You're suffering for the sake of Jesus. <laughs> Pastor, I don't know. I don't know what's going to become of me if I, God's got you. If you will seek Him and submit yourself to Him, He'll work it out. Let's look at verse 19. Therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their souls to him in doing good as to a faithful creator. What does that godly suffering look like? Sometimes it's ridicule. Isaiah 53, 3 prophesied about Jesus. You remember what it said? He is despised and rejected of men. When people really see the truth of the Lord Jesus, it doesn't always win a popularity contest. Despised and rejected of men. Matthew 9, 24, Jesus was about to heal a little girl and he made everybody leave the room. And he said, you know what? This little girl is not dead, she's asleep. 
And the Bible says, they laughed him to scorn. This is the Lord. They ridiculed him right before he did a miracle. This world is in, is a total, in total opposition to the things of the truth and the Lord and the Word of God. This world, this world, even our country, has gone down a road of destroying over 60 million babies in the womb. The House of Representatives in the United States has a bill right now. They call it the Health of the Mother Act, women's health. That would give the right to perform an abortion almost to full term of that child with brain activity and heartbeat, you name it. Well, Pastor, I don't know, maybe, maybe the world's right, maybe something in the wounds not alive. Can I ask you a question? Do dead things grow? One of the principles of life is growth. God's people ought to take a stand about the sanctity of life. God's people ought to take a stand about the sanctity of marriage. It is a holy covenant between a man and a woman. Surprisingly, that voice is being snuffed out even in the church today. God have mercy on us. Thank God for His marvelous and wonderful grace. And He can and does wash clean those who come before Him and admit, God, Father, Father, forgive me, I made a mistake here. The grace of the Lord will wash you and cleanse you and make you totally clean and pure before him over past sin. Hallelujah. Thank you for your grace, Lord. Thank you that he gives new start, new life. Thank you, God. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Help me to see all of those the way you see them who are standing in opposition to the truth of the word of God. Godly suffering has to do with not only ridicule, but resistance. You know, the greatest resistance we get to the Spirit of God and what He's trying to do is our own flesh. Most of the resistance we get is not from the outside, it's from the inside. Our flesh, those old principles of thinking, speaking, and behaving that were still based in who we used to be. They hadn't been renewed by the Spirit of God and the Word of Truth the very character of Jesus, our own desires. Galatians 5.17 says this, that the flesh pulls, tears, lusts against the Spirit, and, and the Spirit pulls and tears against the flesh. There can never be an agreement. Romans 8 verse 7 tells us that there is in the flesh 
there is a, a condemnation because it is in darkness. And the Bible says that the way we used to operate, that, has, that the power of that has been broken by being new creatures in Christ. But our flesh not only never goes away this side of heaven, but it never gets any better. It has to be reckoned as dead and inoperative by the power of the cross of Jesus. We have to resist the devil. You say, well, I don't know, Pastor. I don't come into conflict very much with the devil. 1 Peter 5, 8 says, be sober, be on the alert, because your adversary, your real enemy, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking somebody he may devour. He's an opportunist. So just when you think the devil's leaving you alone is probably when you're most vulnerable. Stand in the armor of God. Be on the alert. Be sober. Be vigilant. Not always looking for the devil everywhere, but always being fully engrossed in Jesus and what it is that he wants to tell me today, what it is that he wants to show you today. There's the suffering of rejection. Boy, sometimes that hurts, doesn't it? Not only, you know, there's a passive rejection that you feel maybe a little bit socially, but sometimes we have to go through what Jesus went through, and that is absolute betrayal. Boy, does that hurt. In 2 Timothy, Paul goes through some of the things that have happened to him, and he talks about those who had been with him and been all in with him who decided at the end to desert him. The Bible says this about our Lord Jesus, that even his closest disciples, and they all forsook him and left. One of his own inner circle, Judas, trusted so much that he was actually the treasurer of the ministry, sold him out. So can I ask you something? Can my betrayal or your betrayal come close to what Jesus went through in his betrayal? <laughs> Not a chance. But I will tell you this. That when you get betrayed by those closest to you, there is someone who understands, who loves you, and who will show you all kind of grace and blessing and favor if you'll run to him. Betrayal. It is a, an immense form of suffering. But we have someone we can run to when we go through betrayal. What about your spouse, or former spouse, or children, or grandchildren, or business associates, or family, or someone that you trusted who have hurt you? Here's a question the Lord led me to ask. Can I, how, do, how do you see this person, Lord? How do you see them? And Lord, can I trust you to draw them to yourself in your own way and in your own time? 
Can I stay the course when I don't see immediate change? When sometimes I actually see those that, that have hurt me, I actually see them going the opposite way. Can I stay the course and trust you? That is real suffering. It puts a bruise on our soul. That's real suffering. But when we say, Lord, this suffering that I'm feeling, show me, Holy Spirit, what is selfish and of the flesh, and show me those areas where I have an opportunity to suffer with what hurts you. Do you understand that those children of yours that is calling you, causing you pain, they're causing the Lord a whole lot more pain than they're causing you. It hurts his heart more than it hurts yours. So what an opportunity we have to say, help me to understand more the heart of Jesus, my Lord. Remember, there's glory in that and there's blessing in that. But that doesn't mean you're exempt from pain. Anybody who teaches you that if you're a follower of Jesus, you are exempt from pain is not telling you the truth. So Lord, this incredible pain that I have that is really being put on me by those in my inner circle, help me to see them as you see them. Help me to see how you feel about this. And give me the grace to, to, to wait on you to do what only you can do. If I could change them, I would have already done it. I trust you by your grace to do what I can't do, to draw their hearts and their minds back to you and back to the truth. Give me the grace every moment of every day to stay the course, trusting you when I don't see the change, believing that you're bringing it about for your own glory. Well, in closing, I want us to look today at the rewards of godly suffering. You know, Philippians 3.10 is very clear. Paul says, though, that I may know the power of his resurrection. And that's where we usually stop. But the next sentence says, and that I may know the fellowship of his sufferings. That I might know that intimacy that comes when I am allowed to suffer with the same things that hurt him. So maybe instead of cursing every bit of the suffering we're going through and all of the, the brokenness that those close to us are bringing into our lives, maybe we should say, oh, Spirit of God, grant me the grace to see this as you see it and give me the opportunity. By your grace, enable me to see this is the fact that you trusted me enough to grant me this person in my life so that I can commit them to you and walk out this journey with you. 
so that what can be developed in my heart is what you want. And help me to be able and willing and honored to suffer with what you suffer with. People say Jesus is not suffering anymore. I don't know about that. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Did he suffer yesterday? God weeps. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And Jesus broke down and cried. It's not shameful or weak. There are rewards in godly suffering. Greater intimacy with our Lord. But I want us to look at chapter 5, verse 10. Are you with me? Boy, this is powerful. May the God of all grace, listen, may the God of all grace, God's favor, God's ability, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after, listen, after you have suffered for a while, I got some good news for you. God's got a time limit on your suffering. Hallelujah. It's a season. God got a time limit on your suffering. It's a season. We ought not to miss the season, but we ought not to, to miss the victory. After you have suffered a while, may the God of all grace perfect, that is, do a mighty, deepening, maturing work on the inside of you. May that same God of grace, may he establish you. You ever had somebody that wanted you to entrust all your resources and everything to their startup? <laughs> Wisdom would say you better think twice about that. Right? Isn't that right? Louise is a smart businesswoman. There's, a, there's value in being established. And those who are willing to trust the Lord and walk in His grace in their suffering God is establishing them. He is putting down a strong foundation that will be rock strong. You know one reason why my spiritual son here is on our staff as well as his own ministry? He's established. He's not a novice. He's been through some stuff. I trust him implicitly. You know why these folks are on our staff are here right now? Look at Wayne and Deborah. 20 years in Texas and over and over and over again, absolutely mistreated, but stayed the course. And in all that suffering, they were established. They trust them implicitly. You see this woman right here? She's the best worship leader in the earth. The pain she's been through, indescribable but God has gotten her up every day she's established I trust her you see this woman right here that God gave me 51 years ago almost I can't even go with what I've seen in her life 
She's established. She is a rock. And if you think the rock of this church is the man with the suit on, you're wrong. He's sitting right over there. After you have suffered a while, the Spirit of God and grace will perfect you, establish you, strengthen you, and settle you. You know, when you're going through pain, you just feel off balance because things are chaotic and it just feels like your inner man's got turmoil in it. It's a season. God is going to resolve it. You stay close to him. You trust him. You suffer in a, out of a position of grace and take the high road. Taking the high road doesn't mean that you acquiesce to anything the enemy wants to do. Taking the high road means that you stay true to the Lord who loved you and called you and you stay true to his demeanor and you stand in his love but on his truth. He will settle you. This season of chaos brought on by suffering is a season and God will settle you. I sure am glad that you got up and came today on this early morning. I'm sure I'm glad that you give us the opportunity to be your pastors, to minister to you in this simple church. Our footprint is huge. We praise the Lord for his grace that makes it all possible. Would you to bow your heads with me, please? Lord, today I want to pray for those who are suffering. I want to pray for those who've been mistreated. For those who've been rejected. For those who've been abused. For those who've been wrongfully accused. For those who've had their heart torn apart by the actions and attitudes of those closest to them. Spirit of God, I ask you to do a healing work. By your spirit of grace, do a healing work, O oh God. Restore the joy of their salvation. Breathe breath of God into their inner man, new energy. New hope, new encouragement. Father, in all of us, beginning with me, break the grip of self-absorption. 
Help us not to fear suffering when it's done for Christ's sake. And Father, when we go through these trials, when we go through not just trials, but we go through suffering for who we are in Christ and for who you are in us, may remember that you've got something going on that's bringing you glory, bringing us blessing, so that we can rejoice that we are not victims, we are children of the living God, more than conquerors through him who loved us. So today, Father, we say to you, we trust you. There's somebody here today that says, Pastor, the Spirit of God has especially spoken to me. And I want to say to the Lord, I surrender to you, Jesus, as long as it takes. I want you to be glorified in my suffering. Anybody here today who says that, just stand right where you are. Just stand right where you are. Hallelujah. touch somebody standing and say you're not alone I'm with you do it right now do it right now you're not alone I'm standing with you all stand please I need you to listen very very carefully to what I'm about to say here today are you listening next week I am appealing to you as your pastor please be here next week we have a young woman who God has called out I believe with all my heart She is a professional counselor and therapist. 
She is appearing before the state legislature. She's appeared before legislative groups in Washington, D.C. And I have asked her to come for the well-being of our children and our grandchildren. My heart is burdened. There is a poison that is so accessible to you, to your children, to your grandchildren, that I'm getting testimony or destroy, is destroying lives. She's on the front lines of this battle. Malia Stevens. Now I especially want all of you, and I, I, I see uh, Emmanuel back there, Emmanuel Kenya, I know Romeo, I know, I know there are those in professional counsel, you need to be here next week. This is a very crucial day. Next Sunday, March 20th, I want you to be here with us to worship and to hear this word. Father, in the name of Jesus, how we bless you, O oh God. How we praise you that you've said you will never leave us nor forsake us. In fact, you've even gone on record in your word as saying that you're attracted to us when we're suffering. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you for that blessing and that grace. We give you the praise and the honor and glory in Jesus' name. Go with God. He's going with you. See you next week. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.